Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. To all my listeners, please go to thedifferentbook.com and pick up a copy of my new children's book, Different. 10% of every book sold goes directly to the cystic fibrosis charity, Emily's Entourage, which is searching for a cure for a unique mutation of the cystic fibrosis gene. I recommend Different to children ages five and up. Growing up as kids, we sometimes feel like we don't fit in with everyone else, whether it's our curly hair, a mole or freckle we don't like, being too tall or too short, the list goes on. Different teaches kids that we all have our thing and everyone is different, which means being different is normal. I'm very excited about this book and want to give as much as I can to Emily's Entourage, so please pick up a copy for your kids or grandkids or friends' kids and help me spread the word. Check out thedifferentbook.com for all the details. And if you haven't yet, please rate this podcast five stars and leave a review. It all really does help. to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah! Uh! Hope you're having a good day. Let's start the pod. performed at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, New York, and some have done great, and some have gotten booed and come back. Some musicians, Lauryn Hill famously, got booed off stage at the Apollo Theater, and then obviously Lauryn Hill is this, you know, worldwide sensation as a musician. So, this is one of the weirdest stories. I still can't believe it happened, especially when I found out why it happened. Uh, I performed uh, Showtime at the Apollo for TV, never aired, because it was the weirdest looking set ever. I got booed and I got a standing ovation at the same time. Not like I got booed, came back, did another set in front of a different audience and did well. Not like I got a standing ovation, moved on or something, and then the next set I got booed. Same set, boos, standing ovation, same time, weirdest thing ever, okay? So I'll try and tell the story as quick as possible because I've realized some of these stories are going longer than I wanted. But there's two parts of this story. Uh, There's what happened at the show and then I was so confused, like I couldn't understand what happened. And then I found out wh- why it happened the way it happened, basically. Because everybody was confused. The producers of the show, some of the writers of the show, all these people were confused. People in the audience, or everyone in the audience, I guess most people in the audience. So uh, the ones I talked to, at least. So here's what happened. I got asked to do Showtime at the Apollo. I think it was on, I think that show was on Fox. And I didn't have, you know, like I hadn't had a TV credit in years, still really haven't for stand-up. So I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. And I remember thinking, I was like, I'm either going to do great or I might get booed. I don't know because TV sets, if anyone doesn't know, those type of shows, like competition shows, you like 90 seconds. You had 90 seconds to do stand-up. So, you know, if I go on stage to do a set in front of an audience at a comedy club or somewhere else, a regular set whether I'm doing 45 minutes, an hour, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever the set is, 15, you can, you know, if you don't start great, but you start like, okay, you can win them over, you know what I mean? You might be killing by the end of the set, you know, whatever. 
But 90 seconds, I mean, I, in my head I was like, if I don't get it with the first joke, I could, I, maybe I get booed, you know? Not saying I'm like a bad comic, but I could get booed. Could happen. And I went in there thinking that. But it wasn't like, no offense to the, the people on the show, I don't think it was that popular of a show. I don't think it was watched very much. Like, people didn't even realize when I told them, like, oh, yeah, like, Showtime at the Apollo wants me to go out and do a set. They're like, that's on TV? So I was like, okay. So, but I thought, you know what? If I do well, it'll look really cool. And the Apollo Theater's historic, and it's, you know, it'd be cool to perform at the Apollo. Oh, I planned on, my hair is so crappy, I plan on wearing a hat. There we go. Not going to start over. So anyways... Uh, they fly me out to New York City. I have 90 seconds. I submitted my set. They didn't even like really vet it. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Do that, you know? And uh, so I really, I think I had three jokes to do total. And then my 90 seconds was going to be up. That was my whole set. So I go out there and um, I, I, <laughs> I remember my roommate didn't show up. It, like, it, was, it was a production was like, they were like having a room with people, right? But my point is, well, not that my point to that. But anyways, uh, they... They definitely, a little behind the curtains, if anyone doesn't know, they book people on those shows. Some people, they're like, this person's going to do great, you know, probably. And they book other people to get booed. Because you can't just have a show. Because the, the thing about the Apollo is like, when they don't like you, they let you know type of thing, right? They boo you, and that's why it's such a tough place to perform, supposedly. So they, they can't have a show where everybody does great, because that's not good TV. You want to have some people on there where it's like, what the heck are they doing here? You see it on America's Got Talent, you see it on everything, you know? Even when, when Last Comic Standing was on, they'd have real comics, and they'd have these people that just did this weird shit, and then, you know, people at home go, can you believe it? You know, like that, so they need that. And, I, and backstage, I remember there was these producers talking to this group. It was like uh, three, three white guys, I think they're all gay, and they, and they, they were really nice guys. I was talking backstage, but I saw the producers come up to them before they won. They're like, hey, so what's your plan, you know, when the booing starts? Like, they were there to get booed, I guess, which I don't know why you would do that. And I guess I was there to do great, but um, I still was like, you know, if you're a comedian, you fuck up the first couple seconds, they might boo you, right? So if they, if they, or even if it went like, okay, they might be like, nah, not good enough, and they might boo you. I had no idea, never performed there. So, um... My friend actually, this isn't how I got on the show, when I was out there, my friend is one of the producers and she was producing a lot of the stuff for, or solely for uh, Sandman, I think that's the name, the guy who like, the Apollo comes out if you're doing bad and the audience is booing, he'll come up and pull you off stage, right? And he does it like in a funny way. So she worked directly with him. And uh, she saw me, she's like, oh my God, you're on the show, like blah, blah, blah. And I hadn't seen her in a while and she's great. She's like, you know, someone I just really like, don't see all the time, but really like, she's so cool, she's a comic. And uh, she's like, oh, you're going to do great, you're going to do great. And I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm going to mess up the first joke and do bad. So here's what happens. It's TV production, right? So they, they film a lot of the, it's not like a live show where they film it all at once. Steve Harvey was the host. And he, I remember we were doing my interview, like out, right outside the theater doors. Steve Harvey's on stage. He does like multiple introductions for me just so they have it on tape, you know, and everything. And then he starts, anyways, talking to the audience, obviously, while he's there, in between. And I heard him say something like, you know, uh, I don't know who this guy is, and uh, uh, a lot of great comics who got their start at the Apollo, and obviously wouldn't be getting my start there, but whatever. Um, and he said, you know, I don't know, he's like, he might do great, blah, blah, or something. He's like, but this, he's like, or this might be a teachable moment for him. So, uh, and then I heard this lady in the audience go, let's teach him then, Steve, right? So then it's finally, this took like probably 15, 20 minutes. There's plenty of time to know that I'm coming up next. And that's important for later in the story. So I, uh, 
so they, they introduce me and what you do, there's this, um, I forgot what it's called, but there's like this tree stump on stage. And you're supposed to, when you go on stage, every performer rubs it for like, to pay their respects to the Apollo. Something about this tree that was right outside the theater. I don't know. I feel like an asshole for not knowing the history, but you rub that, right? So I go on stage, rub the tree, and then uh, the first thing I said was something like, you know, let's hear from my mom real quick. The one who said, let's, let's teach him then, Steve, or whatever. I said something like that, but I think it came out better. And uh, they laughed, right? Not like a huge laugh, but they all laughed. Like, okay, you know? And I remember thinking like, oh, this is great. They're not being like super hard on me. They're laughing already. So I can't wait to do my first joke because it's really good. You know, usually does really well. So I think this is going to go well, right? So I said something about that lady being my mom, you know, kind of like a strong chuckle, I would say, through the crowd. Not killing or anything, but like, you know, they liked me, it seemed like, right off the bat. I do my first joke, which you could look at online. Uh, I think the Laugh Factory posted it uh, years ago, and I think there's a, I might have posted it as well. Anyways, I do my first joke, and it does great. Like, great. Like, I'm getting a long applause break, right? Like, there, there, it was a big laugh. And they're cheering. They're cheering so much that like it threw it threw off my rhythm because you have to like stand there during the applause. And one thing I realized right away, the acoustics of the Apollo Theater. Every theater is not the same. Some theaters are five thousand seats. Some theaters are you know thousand seats. Some theaters are three hundred seats. This is, I think, five hundred ninety-eight seats or something like that. You could probably look it up online. So around six hundred seats. But the acoustics were great. Like and for comedy, you ask any comedian if you're in a room where the acoustics are really good, it makes a world of difference because the laughter carries, it reverberates throughout the room, right? So I'm getting this big applause break and I'm so excited. And I was like, in my head, I was like, this is great. I go, I only have two more jokes to do. They're loving this first joke. I'm literally like holding the mic like, eh, you know, because they're applauding for so long. It was honestly like uncomfortable amount of applause for me, right? For what I'm used to. And then all I have is two jokes left, right? Dirt, like as the applause starts to kind of die down, I hear from this one section loud boos, right? From just this one section. I start hearing these loud boos, and this is the thing, the acoustics are really good. So the boos were loud, okay? Now this audience, you have to remember, is trained. They're trained to go like, oh, like we're booing this person. You know what I mean? Like there was a guy, I remember I was talking to backstage, he was a rapper from I think Atlanta, and I don't know if he was gonna be good or not, I don't know who he is, and he was really bad, and like the audience immediately like started booing him. So they know that like, oh, we're booing this person, this this kid is great this person's awesome this person sucks like they it's like very obvious because it's for tv so it got confusing for the audience i guess because i was doing great like everybody was like it was such a loud laugh like and cheer and applause that's like why would anyone be booing but the boos were loud because like i said the acoustics so those boos start happening and then i remember i start my next joke and uh, then like some more people started booing, right? But it's not like the whole crowd's booing me off stage because everyone was just cheering for me. So it's just so bizarre and weird, right? I do the next joke, but the boos are like gathering and like that one section specifically was like really, they were like amping it up. Like they did not want me to even get to my next joke. And I do the next joke and from what I remember, like I think I heard like, like some laughter, but also the boos were so loud and with like booing over the setup and everything, it was really hard. It started to get hard to hear myself, okay? And then by the third joke, I couldn't even like hear what I was saying. I was talking into a mic. Maybe they could hear it. Maybe they couldn't. But the booze had like taken over. But then some people, I was like looking at the crowd. Some people were standing up and cheering. Like standing up. Like standing ovation cheering. But the booze are still coming from specific pockets. 
and they're loud, right? It's really, really loud and I couldn't even hear myself talk. So I did my third joke and like it was just all this noise in the theater and I just, and I see Steve Harvey walking out like, he has like this look on his face and he's staring at the audience, right? Like, like, like what the fuck are you guys doing? And Steve Harvey, as you've seen, obviously, on like Family Feud, everything, that guy knows how to milk a moment. Like, in my opinion, a little bit too long sometimes, but he, that guy knows what he's doing as far as hosting TV shows and stuff. So he's milking this like stare at the crowd forever. Meanwhile, I'd say like, I don't know, 25% of the crowd's giving me a standing ovation. Then there's people booing. I can't tell how many people are booing. It wasn't like I, it wasn't like I was getting a full standing ovation. There's boos and everything, right? And then there's standing ovation, there's cheering, and, and you could see the people because it's a TV, it's lit for TV, so you could see the audience, right? A lot of the audience, usually at a the theater, comedy club, the audience would be more in the dark, but you could see them, and these people are like, yeah, man, yeah, like pointing at me, like, way to go. Meanwhile, there's booze. So Steve Harvey finally talks and says something like to the audience, like, uh, what the hell are you guys booing for, something, whatever. Then he like gave me like a hug, like one of those half-hug things, I shook my hand, and he said something to me. It was something like, uh, like you did your thing, like you were funny or something like that. And then he goes, and then he said on his mic to crowd, like, he's like, I'm sending him back through the audience, like, cause that's, cause he did great or he said something like that, right? And that's what happens. If you do well, they send you back through the crowd and you go down this aisle and, uh, you know, everything. So, and cause I was standing, when I said I was done, I was like, I'm done. I go, I don't know what's going on, right? So I'm standing there, I'm standing there with Steve Harvey for a while. Eventually, eventually he tells the audience, like, what the hell's going on? He berates them a little bit. Then he tells me to go, sends me back through. So then I start walking through the audience and people like have their hands out. Like I'm, I'm giving five to people and I was like blown away in my head. I was like, I expected to either do great or get booed. I didn't expect both to happen at the same time. So weird, right? So then I go through the audience and, uh, and then they do like the exit interview with me for like the, in case they were going to use the set still, you know, for TV, they didn't know what the hell's going on. And, uh, one of the girls, um, from the, she's on the real, uh, I forgot her name, but she was like the co-host. She was like Steve Harvey's co-host kind of thing. So I do my exit interview thing with her. And uh, I don't remember what I said. I mean, the footage is somewhere, but I was like, I don't know. I guess some people liked it. Some people did it, you know, like beats me. But I was still like in my head. The only, I'm going to be honest with you guys. The thing that I thought happened was maybe somebody in the audience was like racist. Like maybe somebody like that one group was just, they didn't like, the fact that I was a white guy and I was doing well at the Apollo, because most of the audience was black. And I was like, maybe, maybe that's it? You know, like everybody there was so cool, but like maybe there was somebody that was like, fuck this, I'm not gonna let a white guy do well. Like I had no, it made no sense, right? And the producers who uh, we were all hanging out, they were like, what the fuck happened? They, they go like, you were doing great. Why were they booing? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, did you tell them to boo me? Like, I don't know what's going on, you know? And uh, so they were just, they were all confused. I have emails from them about how they were confused. I see my friend who was the writer, producer for Sandman. And she was like, that was the most fucking bizarre thing. She's like, you were killing, you were doing great. And she said the, whatever the Sandman's real name is, I forgot his real name. But she goes, uh, I go, was he like gonna come out? Like, cause I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I go, some people give me a standing ovation. Some people are booing. And she was just like, no, she goes, he was next to me like the whole time. And he was like, what the fuck are they booing at? This guy's killing, right? So I was like, I don't know. And then, you know, everybody has that poor me complex. So I kind of was like, fucking just my luck. You know what I mean? This weird shit happens to me. Um, so my buddy was there with his girlfriend at the time because he uh, works for the NBA. So he lives um, in New York or he lives out there. Yeah, he lived in that. Yeah, he lives in New York, New Jersey area. So he was there. And then afterwards, I was leaving with them. We were in the subway and stuff. 
and he was like, they were both just like, that was so fucking weird. Like, that was just the weirdest thing. Like, he's like, you're doing great. He's like, I've never seen you get like an applause break that big. And I'm like, dude, I have no idea. And then uh, I had texted my wife already what happened, like this long text explaining, because she was like, how to go? I sent this long text kind of being like, you know, basically saying what I'm explaining to you guys, how weird it was. And then uh, another comedian randomly, a comedian who at the time lived in LA, I don't know where he lives now, he texted me and he goes, hey man, did you do your Apollo set yet? And I was like, yeah. And I go, I just did it. And he goes, how to go? And I'm like, I'm just going to copy and paste what I sent to Christy, you know, my wife. And I copy and paste and sent to him. He sends me back a screenshot from a Facebook post that tied the whole thing together. Now, let's see, this camera only records for 20 minutes at a time. So let's see, I'm going to stop and restart it. Okay. So I'll be back with the conclusion to this weird story. Okay, so this uh, other comic sends me this screenshot of somebody's Facebook post, okay? And uh, just a little behind the scenes, I'm filming this on two different days. I filmed the whole story uh, two days ago, and then the second part got it never recorded. Didn't, didn't get erased, never recorded, right? So here we go. So if my hair on my face is a tiny bit longer and I look like I've lost a pound or gained a pound, that's why, all right? So here we go. So. This comic from LA sends me a screenshot of a Facebook post, and here is what the Facebook post said. This person wrote, and I'll put this up in uh, editing or whatever. I guess I'll put it up so you guys can see word for word. I'm not making any of this up, and you can see the post. Help! A comedian who was a dick to me and talked trash about me back in LA is about to take the stage here at the Apollo, where booing is encouraged for acts you don't enjoy. He got me taken off a few shows at a certain club because he was more popular at the time. He was a total D-bag to me and other comics. I want to point out this person is not mentioning my name. And that's for a reason. Because if you mention my name, people would be like, we probably have a lot of mutual you know, people we know. And that people would be like, what? What did, what did Jeff Keith do to you? You know what I mean? Because I don't do mean shit to anyone, right? And uh, I didn't get him taken off any shows and he's making this up. Um, he was a total D-bag to me and other comics, but today I'm with 20, I'm with 20 loud people in the audience, the loudest mofos in this building. If we boo him, the crowd will join and no one will hear his jokes. Mission accomplished, brother. <laughs> that, that definitely happened. Funny how life puts you in these situations, huh? So what do I do? Get my team to boo and teach him a lesson or do nothing and let fate decide. Hashtag goes around, comes around. Now, I met this person once. Okay, I remember their name, and this is, how, this is the one time I met them. This person says, I got them, I was a dick to them, I talked trash about them, never, that never happened, and uh, I got them taken off, where was it, taken off a few shows at a certain club. Guys, I don't, look at the views on this video, no one's even watching. I don't have the power, and I never had the power, even when I was on, like, you know, he's talking about, I was on an MTV show at the time, it wasn't like a huge hit or anything, I wasn't famous. And even if I was, I would never get anyone taken off anything. But I didn't, I never had the power to get anyone taken off anything. In LA? You think I had the power to get people taken off anything? In a, I, nowhere across the country, but LA? Where celebrities run shit? I was never a celebrity. So, um, alright, so here, here's the story about when I met this person, right? I was hosting a show uh, at Flappers. It's a comedy club in Burbank. California. I'm hosting the show. It wasn't my show, but I was hosting. You know, I used to live in Burbank. I was right down the street and they said, hey, you want to come by? And I, I got to do a lot of sets there, right? So I'm hosting this show and there's a lot of comics on the lineup because Flappers also 
teaches comedy and stuff. So they have a lot of students there, comedy class people. So this is like a weekday. It's probably like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And those lineups can be kind of long, like 14, 15 comics. So a lot of you, you know, watching this or anyone watching this, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of anyone watching this, but you've been to a stand-up comedy show, usually you probably saw like, you know, the person you came to see and maybe they had like one or two, maybe three people go up before them, you know, like a host, middle feature act, sometimes it's a guest set, but usually it's not 15 people, right? So there's probably like 15, 16 people on the show and a lot of them, you know, doing short sets because they're new and stuff, right? So this guy, this is one time I met him, I hosted the show and he came up to me and he said, introduced himself and he said, hey man, he goes, can I go up, uh, is there any chance I go up earlier? I have a, uh, I think he said I have an audition in the morning, right? I have an early audition. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll see what I can do, you know? So I, I looked at the lineup and this guy was the guy who asked me, he, who posted this, that he booed me and stuff. He was late on the lineup. So I was like, man, that kind of sucks. He got an early uh, audition. So I went to the next person on the show. I said, hey man, I go, this guy's got uh, early audition. And uh, I was wondering if, you know, you could switch with him. He has to wake up early or something. And the guy was like, oh, all right. And he kind of rolled his eyes. I'm like, no, I go, you don't, you don't want to switch. You don't have to. And the guy was like, no, no, he goes, it's fine. It's fine. So I go up to this guy who made this post one time I met him. And I said, hey, man, I got you on next. So I saved this guy probably an hour of his life. Like he didn't want to be there for very long because uh, he had an early appointment, audition or whatever. And I saved him probably like an hour. Like I got, I moved him up probably like 10, 12 comics. So I did him a favor. I don't know when this is me being a dick, right? So I do him a favor. I bring him on stage. This guy goes on stage and he was like, he's British or Scottish or something, right? And, he, and I don't know if he's doing a character, if he really is that or, because I don't remember him when he talked to me having an accent, but I don't know, he's whispering because someone was on stage. I don't know. So he goes on stage. I bring him up, you know, whatever his intro was. And he just starts going, oh, I used to wear bright colored pants on stage sometimes. I had a pair of bright pink pants, bright blue pants, bright green pants, like neon, whatever. And uh, I kind of had my own style. That was, you know, no one else wanted that style. <laughs> That's why I had it. So I was wearing one of those one of those pants at night. And I remember this guy goes on stage and immediately was like, he's like, yeah, how about your host? He's a fucking faggot. What a faggot. Fucking look at him in his faggy pants. Fucking fag. Like he kept calling me faggot. Like he just kept calling me that. And I was sitting there I remember I was like behind like the little, uh, like the, or I was standing up because he's like went into it right away. And I was just like, okay, you know, and he kept going. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to leave the room. I know however long he was doing, I can't, I have no idea how long it was, 10 minutes or five minutes or 15 minutes, whatever it was. And so I was like, I'll just, I'm not going to stay in the room so this guy can just keep berating me for some weird reason, right? So I just kind of rolled my eyes like whatever. I come back, he's finishing up his set. And he finishes his set, and then this club, you would you enter the stage from the side, right? Some clubs you walk on different spots. Are you so enter from this, this side? And he doesn't shake my hand, and he takes the mic stand and moves it over to puts the mic on the mic stand, moves it over to like a chair in the audience, puts it on a chair or a table in the audience, like so I had to go fetch it, and then like looks at me, like gives me some shitty look, doesn't shake my hand. And just like walks past me and I was I was just like what the fuck was that like I did the guy a favor he must have I don't know if he had something against me if that's just a shtick it was kind of like a dick thing because we weren't like friends you know I didn't know the guy so it was kind of like a dicky move but I was like whatever I'm not like somebody who's like I'm gonna fucking fight dude <laughs> you fucking wrong me I will fight you I'm not that guy right so I just remember grabbing them like I slowly walked to the mic Got it out of the, the crowd, which it wasn't like a huge crowd in there, so there was like an empty seat that he put it on or something. So I grab it, and I remember I put it back in the middle of the stage, and I was like, 
okay, like that was weird. And then I wasn't gonna give him the time of day because I don't know what that was and it was just like rude and weird what he did to me. So then I just brought up the next comic, right? Didn't think anything of it. I don't believe I saw him after that. Like, that, I think he just left, you know? So I didn't see him. And then uh, I didn't go to the club or say anything, okay? First off, I wasn't a dick to him. I did him a favor. I didn't go to the club and say anything. What happened was, is uh, a, like a while late, like a week or so later, I was talking to the booker and he goes, hey, did something happen? Like, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, like, I can't remember, honestly, like when, if it was a couple days later or a week later or something on a show and he, he mentioned the guy's name. And I was like, oh yeah, it's just weird. You know, I go, then I told him what happened and I go, I don't know what his deal is or whatever. And then the booker told me, he's like, yeah, like we heard about that. So we told him he can't come back for a few weeks. I think they said a few weeks. They might've said a few months. But so I'm hearing that this guy got like banned or whatever for a couple weeks. I didn't like go to the club and go, yeah, I don't like this guy. <laughs> he didn't treat me right. You know, get rid of him. I didn't say shit. I didn't say anything to the club about him. The one thing uh, I did do was the that night when I went home, I noticed that this guy was my Facebook friend. Okay, now my Facebook back when it was like something I would use more often, um, I didn't request anybody because I kind of I just used it for like fans. People would see me on shows, and I'd say, hey, if you you know if you'd like me, check me out on social media, you know, whatever, Facebook, Twitter. Like I would never do a hard pitch. <sighs> Excuse me. So. Um, anyone who was my friend on Facebook was either a fan and then also sometimes a lot of comedians uh, would friend request me, people I didn't know, right? So that, he must have been one of those people, right? He must have been a comedian who I didn't know who had friend requested me at some point in the past because I accept everybody. I've never like vet who's friend requesting me on Facebook. I just like, you know, whatever, add, 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 I don't care. If you like, if you want to be my Facebook friend, fine. So I thought that was hilarious that the guy who wanted to be my Facebook friend at some point excuse me, uh, was like a fucking asshole to me for no reason and when he met me in person, which I think is weird anyways when people like want to be your friend online and then if they meet you, they don't go, oh, hey man, I actually added you on Facebook the other day. Uh, you know, nice to meet you. Like they just act like they don't know you. It's just a very, I don't know, whatever. But this guy like was an extra mile. Like he was like a mean jerk for no reason, right? So I posted this. I didn't say the guy's name or anything. Oh, and this was like, I think this was like well after the thing. I said, and I'll put this up so you can see this too. Uh, the other day I was hosting a show at a comedy club, didn't even say the club, and the comic asked me if he'd go up sooner because he said he had an early appointment, so I did what I could to accommodate him and got him up right away. Then he went on stage and called me a faggot, and when he was done with his set, put the mic stand in the audience so I had to go fetch it. I had no idea who he was or why he's such a pathetic person posting this because I just saw him post something on Facebook, which means we're friends on here, which means he must have friend requested me a long time ago because I definitely never requested him. Ha 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 ha, what a loser. Right? And I stand by all that. The guy is a pathetic person, treats people like shit for no reason or do him a favor. Even if I didn't do him a favor, why, why would, even if he had to go up in his normal spot, right? So I posted that. Vague about who the person was, didn't say, didn't describe, didn't say he was, you know, white, black, Latino, female, male, whatever, non-binary. Didn't say shit, okay, about the person. Didn't say that what club it was either, right? And uh, then, you know, people obviously are commenting like, who was it, blah, blah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody, right? And uh, I even commented on my own thing I saw. I appreciated everyone, I'm not mad though. He's just a sad guy, obviously. And I always think it's funny when some comic I don't know friend requests me and then acts like a dick in person. I stand by that to this day. That was seven years ago and I stand by that to this day, right? So that's the one time I met the guy. That's literally the only time I ever met this guy is I did him a small favor. I'm not saying I deserve you know, a prize or anything. 
but the guy wanted to be at an early appointment, got him up early on the show so he could get out of there. Then he did what he did on stage, which I still don't know why. I don't know if that's just his shtick or he thought I would think it was funny. I don't know what it was. I have no idea. I don't really care. He's a weird, weird guy, right? So um, here's the best part. So I told you already what happened at the Apollo. Their producers, everybody, they could tell you the same thing I told you, right? And because uh, that's exactly what happened. And uh, I still think it's kind of cool that I was the, I think I'm the only comic ever to get booed and get a standing ovation at the same time at the Apollo. You know what I mean? So I still, I have that, you know? And I mean, this is the thing, man. Like, what a shitty guy. Because I, like, even now, I would, after him doing that to me, if, I don't know if this guy's still a stand-up, I don't know what he's doing with his life. I don't know where he lives now. Apparently he lived in LA, then he lived in New York. If I was at a TV taping and he was on stage now, after what he did to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ruin his set. I would, I would, I don't have that, in, like, it wouldn't even cross my mind, should I try and fucking ruin this guy's set? I would never do that. What a horrible, shitty thing to do, you know? And that show that I was doing, Showtime at the Apollo, I don't think, even if I had the best set ever, which it's, I was on my way of having a great set before that happened, it wasn't like gonna make or break my career. It wasn't like America's Got Talent, you know, no offense to the show, thank you for having me, but like, it wasn't like, oh, this is gonna, you know, make me famous or anything but it's still just like dude i would have been nice to fucking have a really nice set and get a nice tape right so anyways here's, here's a part this 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 actually annoys me a little bit more uh this guy the next day i guess he wrote this on his uh, facebook wall right yesterday i was sitting in the audience like a lion watching a steak on stage an enemy of mine, and I'm an enemy of this guy somehow. An, any of, an enemy of mine who'd wronged me before took the stage. I knew I had the power to crush this comedian who had been mean to me. I was mean to him somehow. And other comedians. Who are these other comedians? This is why this guy's not saying my name. What other comedians was I mean? First of all, I was not mean to him, but what other... Who are you talking about? This guy's just making up stories. Mean to me and other comedians in the past by simply booing. After all, this is the Apollo. Guests are encouraged to boo acts that they don't enjoy. I knew at that moment, if my team and I start booing, the whole Apollo theater would join in. Very smart. It's a very smart, uh, nasty person. I knew I was placed in the audience as a test of character. This is what annoys me. This guy is now going to say he has great character. This was my chance to exact my revenge. After all, what goes around comes around, right? I wonder what he's doing now if, this, if he really believes what goes around comes around. How it went down. The comedian gets on stage, tells an okay joke. Part of the audience laughed, a few claps. I'm at the edge of my seat, my heart is heavy. What do I do? I keep asking myself. I wanted paybacks so bad. He wanted multiple paybacks. But then the comedian slipped up. His timing was off, which threw the joke off. Boom, the first boo. He keeps putting boo in quotes. I have no idea why. Is it a, is it a, is it a boo or is it a, like a fake boo? Is it, I don't know. Uh, he jumps into another bit with a wee bit of confidence, but this is the Apollo. Like Steve Harvey said, you learn how good you are on this stage and this audience hearts to teach, loves to teach. His nervousness was his undoing. The audience tasted blood and unleashed a giant boo, followed by more. He stopped talking. He didn't even wait for the guy with the cane to sweep him off stage. He ended his set and gave up. He didn't even finish his time. Right before my eyes, I got to see revenge take place. All right, a couple of things about this. I don't know if I mentioned this in the previous video because now it's been two days. My friend, who was a producer on the show, was right next to the Sandman, the guy who takes you off stage. I asked her, or I didn't ask her, she told me after the uh, thing, she was like, that was so bizarre. And I go, what was like, what was going on with you, like over there on the side? She goes, everybody was just confused. And she goes, and the, I forgot the Sandman, what his real name is. She goes, he said, that he was like, why the fuck are they booing this guy? He's killing. 
So that's what that guy said. So I did not wait for the guy to come out. He was never going to come out. And I think she even told me, he said, like, I'm not fucking going out there. This is ridiculous. Because um, the guy was killing and, there, and he shouldn't be getting booed. So uh, then he said, uh, he ended his set and gave up. I mean, I ended my set. I didn't give up. I finished my whole set. <laughs> like, this, I only had three jokes. I did the first one. It did great. He started booing. The second one, some of the crowd heard, some didn't. And by the third... I, you know, I don't think the crowd could hear me. I couldn't hear me, whatever, but I did finish. I, I, so how does he know what my set was? He's just, again, the guy is nuts and he's making stuff up. Uh, uh, he ended up saying, he didn't even finish his time. What the fuck is this guy talking about? He has no idea. I had 90 seconds. I did the whole thing. So I, I did every approved joke I sent and that was my whole set. Um, whatever. Oh, uh, when I saw this, it made me sad. Now he's see what a good person he is. I, I thought I wanted revenge, but honestly, back when it happened, I wanted revenge. I really haven't thought of it since. After all, I'm a comedian too. He hasn't thought of it since yet. Right when he saw me, that I was coming up next, and he had like 15 minutes to prepare. He made a whole Facebook post about it, and then like went to this extra length to just completely ruin my TV set with his friends, who I'm sure his friends, whoever they are, they didn't. They probably were like, "This guy's a dick to you. Let's get him," you know. But I still. I don't know, even if I was with somebody who was like, hey, this person on stage was mean to me, even if I don't know that they're lying about it, I still would be like, well, I'm not going to fucking boo. So You know what I mean? Like, that's just, why would we do that? You know? But whatever. Obviously, he's a really, really lame guy, and he hangs out with lame people, too. Um, seeing him bomb, I saw myself. I felt his embarrassment and pain. Happy to say, I let his fate decide his ending. I wasn't embarrassed at all, and I wasn't in any pain. I was extremely confused afterwards. I had the first joke go as well as it possibly could have gone, and then I was just confused, like, why are people booing? And as soon as I saw his post, I was like, oh, it makes sense. And just to prove, and I could verify this, that I would never, I would never, I never got this guy taken off any show, and even after this, I had a chance to get him taken off a show, and I didn't. It was just some lame little, ooh, I just should have said lame. It was just some small little, uh-oh, gotta wrap it up. It was some small little bar show, and uh, when I saw that he was, and this is after this happened, I knew this happened. And I said to uh, the guy who ran the show, I said, hey man, I go, I don't, I'm not going to go tonight. I go, because I go, this guy's on the show and he did this when I did the Apollo. And I sent him like the screenshots and he was like, oh my God, man. He goes, he's like, fuck that guy. He's like, do you want me to take him off the show? And I said, no, I never want that guy taken off a show at my request because he is making up stories that I did that and I never did. And I don't want him taken off this show either. I go, I'll just do it another week. I go, leave him on the show. I will never get that guy or anyone else taken off a show. Uh, so anyways, that is the story about how I got a partial standing ovation and partial boo. So I got booed and a standing ovation at the world famous historic Apollo Theater. Fucking pretty weird. Pretty weird story. Thank you for the time to my daddy.